0: Here come the Astros number one every time. Go, go, Astros. We want Houston! We want Houston! Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. Pitch is lifted to right by Cassianos. Long run for Tucker. Over toward the line and foul territory. Makes the catch and the Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. And now, go-go Astros. Astros baseball from three guys who've been there since Art Howe had hair. And welcome everybody to a special edition of go-go Astros. You'll notice that I'm up here all Han Solo style and Yeah, I'm doing an episode by myself. Uh, We've all got stuff going on, which is why we went to a sort of intervening every other week model for the show. Brian's got stuff. Andy's got stuff. And I'm having a minor procedure. I feel like Billy Crystal and City Slickers. You'll call it a procedure, but it's a surgery. But I'm having a minor outpatient thing done tomorrow, but I didn't want to let go by the opportunity to discuss one of the biggest pieces of Astro's news, and I'm not just talking about the fact that my daughter met our new German shepherd, Orbit. If you're watching the episode, here are some photos from that meeting. Orbit will be here in about, well, about nine days, coming in from Oregon. Jess and I are going to be in New York for a couple of musicals, actually no musical in one play. We're going to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and the shark is not working, And then home to the new puppy. But that is not the big Astros news. Joe Espada has been named Astros manager. I, for one, love the hire. And I'll go into a little bit of of why. But I think it's interesting how uh, the goalposts are being pushed on this. And it's kind of really epitomizing the divide that we have in the fan base between, I guess, I don't even know that I would call them nerds. It's, it's not the way you should put it. And it's I'm, I'm saying that only for a lack of a better term because I do respect all Astros fans and, well, most Astros fans and their opinions. But, you know, there was this thought that, you know, Jim Crane was going to Jerry Jones the Astros into oblivion. And that first evidence would have been by hiring, I think, Brad Ausmus' GM. And then they hired Dana Brown. Well, now it's going to be proof that they're going to get Jim Crane, Jeff Bagwell into oblivion by hiring, weirdly enough, Brad Osmus again as the manager. And no, Dana Brown has openly campaigned for Joe Espada, and Joe Espada has been hired. There's a lot of debate. We actually talked a little bit about this on uh, our episode of From the Peanut Gallery with Emmeline Ed. Shameless plug, you can go find it, about really what the role is of a baseball manager in 2020, going into 2024. And it's not the same as it used to be. I think with analytics and with really advanced uh, baseball ops departments, you mostly need a manager that is going to fall in line and be part of the team. I wouldn't even say falling in line because that seems... Subservient, but they need to buy in. They need to be part of that entire ecosystem. And you also need someone who can, has the respect of the clubhouse and can basically help guys get through a 162 game season. The latter was Dusty's really, really big strength. And I think it's clear to say, or clear to see now that all this information is starting to come out, at least for the 23 season, the former was not his strength. Uh, We're hearing more about front office people that were frustrated with some of Dusty's lineups and decision-making. And there was a lot of sort of reporting about it from the, we think Dana and Dusty don't get along. And there were even quotes that Dana Brown had that you could read between the lines a little bit. Now all of that seems to have been accurate and extended much beyond Dana Brown. What the Astros didn't get, and I'm not sure matters was a manager with a proven track record, somebody that had a lot of wins. And and for one, I don't know that that guy was out there that I would have wanted. And I don't think that there's any such thing in sports of, for the most part, what happened in your past determining your future result. You know, Andy Tom Cheston is a huge part of this show. He is really, for most of Twitchy media, most of Twitchy media sports content, like number two in charge, so you should know him from this show, you should know him from Lone Star Yell Fight, um, they fired Jimbo Fisher. And I think everybody, including Longhorn fans, felt like Jimbo Fisher was going to win a national championship in Texas A&M. You know, Longhorn fans were, of course, nervous about it, and then Aggie fans were, of course, excited about it, and, you know, a fair amount of the country was relatively indifferent, I'm sure. But that's, but that's you're taking one of the hottest coaches at the time a coach that if Texas could have hired would have and he way underachieved in, at at AM. So just because a guy was super successful in one spot doesn't mean he's going to be successful in the next spot. And so that immediately ruled out for me names like Joe Madden and Buck Showalter. One, we had just gotten an old guy. I didn't think we needed another one and Joe Madden would have, I think, violated or not been very good at one of the most important aspects of what this job is. Joe Madden is, um, from what I understand, a tough guy. He's a guy that can grind a baseball team and push them. This is a team full of veterans. This is not a team that needs motivation. uh, And certainly not the kind of motivation that I think Joe Madden brings. So I think it would have been really bad for the clubhouse. Not quite Tony La Russa bad for the clubhouse, although at least he would bring good booze. So there's that. I think Joe Espada knows this team. I think he has been with this team through both eras of winning. You know, they won when he was with A.J. Hinch, not the World Series, but clearly they were still really damn good. And then he obviously has been the bench coach for Dusty Baker's entire tenure here. So I think it's clear that the veterans in the clubhouse are going to be glad that Joe Espada is the guy. I think the other thing, too, is he's forward-thinking when it comes to analytics. And analytics is such a weird deal right now because it's become this like um, third rail of baseball conversation. Because you're either 100% in to analytics and if you're not 100% into analytics you're a meathead jock knuckle dragger or you're 100% old school and if you're not 100% old school and you think analytics is the way you're basically need to be cast in the reboot of Revenge of the Nerds although Revenge of the Nerds like in a baseball setting that could be like money ball but funny note to self Vader you hear me that's the next best big idea Thanks, buddy. Really and truly, particularly when we're talking about a game played over 162 regular season games, you're a fool to ignore the information analytics gives you. What I think Joe Espada is going to be really good at is leading a coaching staff who are going to be able to translate the analytical data in a way that each player can understand, and I think that's largely been the Astros' secret for success, or one of the big factors. They're not just the most analytically live, analytically driven teams, but they understand that some guys want all the info, some guys just want some, some guys need it maybe watered down a little bit and and explained, like I would need it, to, like explain to me like I'm five, okay? Like I suspect if Brian Arbor and I were both playing for the Astros he would need a lot bigger words than me. But I think understanding that, it, it reminds me of leadership. When, when you're in the military, they teach you that every soldier that you lead is, it has to be led differently, and they'll tell you how if you just listen. And directing independent film, it was the same way. I had an actor who, if I, if I ever felt like his take was good and told him that, he immediately got real cocky and phoned it in. But if I would be like, well, I guess it's fine, and then move on, he would always keep striving. So uh, I think when you're delivering this information, each individual player needs to have it explained to them differently. And I think that's been one of the big strengths for the Strohs during this whole run. You know, I don't know. My suspicion is really that part of the reason why Joe Espada never didn't get hired Was that he was sort of promised this part. And I have no inside information. Uh, I don't pretend to have sources like so many others, but it does seem like there's a reason why he wasn't snatched away. And I don't think it's because he's somehow bad at baseball. So I think it's the best possible hire the Astros could make. I don't know of another, of a better one. I guess you could have made the argument for a Craig Council, but that was never going to happen. Um, the Cubs can, ha- Cubs can have him. I feel like sometimes it just doesn't work out the way you think it's going to. So I'm excited about it. I'm very excited that he's Latin and that he's going to be able to communicate with our Latin players differently than, while it's awesome that like Bregman and Dusty know Spanish, it's still second language for them. And so that's still there's still things that can get lost in translation. A movie I've never seen. Hmm. Lost in translation. So, you know, that's, a, that's, that's a, again, my thoughts on Joe Espada. I'm actually very excited about it. Um, I know that there's no guarantee of success. That's what sports is for. Uh, if we could proje- project how these things were going to go down, the Astros would have won a World Series this year because they were the very first, uh, Vegas's first odds favorites to do it. So, you know, um, I think one thing to temper fans who maybe mistakenly are going to judge his tenure on wins and losses And that's just to remember that this is going to be a much harder job for Joe than it was for Dusty and that it was for AJ. You know, one of the things about baseball, one of the things I'm really proud that Jim Crane never did was was really throwing out monstrous, bad contracts. We could talk about Abreu, but we wanted Abreu, and other teams offered him a third year. That's, That's how the game works. Obviously, Montero was a problem, but at least it's still three years. So, at least for this immediate period of time, there's going to be a cash crunch. Now, luckily, going into 2024, they don't need much. And, you know, we'll see what Dana Brown's able to do with his scouting and, and, and trade deadline stuff. But I think he made the first right decision uh, for the offseason by putting Joe Espada in the manager's chair. And, you know, we'll see what, what the rest of the coaching staff looks like. But um, we will have the whole team back. On uh, the 27th of November, so right after Thanksgiving, so we'll talk more about it with the whole crew Uh, Until then, have a happy Thanksgiving if we don't do another one of these little pop-up shows And, uh, you know, I will, again, having surgery tomorrow, then I'm off to New York And then starting on Tuesday, be on the lookout for photos on our social media As Orbit Corleone Judgets, our new German Shepherd, will be here And he's going to have a caller He's going to have a bandana and a leash that all says one thing, ghost